0: Welcome everyone to Han's Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. All right. this week we're talking about Stan Lee. Stan the Manly. Stan the Manly. He passed away uh, this morning. We're recording this on November 12th. Yeah, so he passed away this morning. We were going to record an episode and uh, decided to switch up. And let's talk about the guy who's given us geeks so much stuff to talk about. Um so it's going to be a little different from our normal format. Um at first we're just going to just talk about anything Stanley related and then at the end we'll talk we'll do a list of our top favorite uh Marvel characters um which not necessarily Stanley was involved with but most likely he will be just cuz he's touched so many characters yeah, but um everything. Um so before we get started, Stanley uh was born in 1922, New York City. Whew. Uh, so, yeah, he was ni- 95, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, so that's amazing. Uh, his real name is Stanley Lieber, if you didn't know that. I found that out a few years ago. Um, he tells a story about how he was saving his real name for the great American novel he was going to write and didn't want to you know, be affiliated with comic books. But
2: mm. things worked out differently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um that's it. I mean, we'll talk about a bunch of stuff as we go on. Anything you guys want I'll just add one thing. The first time I knew about Stan Lee, I think we've talked about it numerous times I wasn't a comic book kid growing up. So I have to say my first introduction to Stan Lee was mall rats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and we've talked about that before. The scene with Jason Lee talking to Stan Lee, giving him all this uh, relationship advice. That's my first introduction to him and uh, I kind of looked him up afterwards. So that's how I was introduced to him. Uh, you guys want to jump in there? Say some, some stuff. Uh,
3: mostly the same thing. Like, like you, Jeff. Uh, Congrix was like really the only big gap in my my uh <laughs> in my geekdom growing up. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't until Marat's. and I'm like, oh, okay, that's the same guy. I mean, I think we all knew the name, right? And that he was a part of Marvel, but just him as a as a person. You know, I think on on Simpsons, uh. You know, every once in a while you'd have somebody like Martin, like, yell out, Excelsior, you know, and yeah. uh, I, I don't know if that was necessarily a a nod to Stan Lee, but, uh, you know, definitely would have meant something different uh, had I known.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I knew Stan Lee, like, years before when I was a kid because he used to come out and introduce some uh, Marvel cartoons, I believe he was in front of Iron Man and like he did the bumps and stuff like oh what's going to happen next? Stay tuned true believers. And he'd have his whole spiel. Okay. So that's how I got introduced to him. So I recognized him in Mallrats. I think by far that's like his greatest cameo ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That was his first cameo before he started doing cameos in his own stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, right. well other facts I've pulled up is that he was in World War II. Uh, He wrote he wrote for the newspaper or something I was reading. I've got exact. Information, it's like the but, Signal Corps. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what that is, but. Um, and the big thing is that his he was in comics early on, but you know superhero genre and all that stuff. He did not start the stuff that we know him for until he was in his mid 40s, and it was in the late 60s. And he was going to quit. And he tells us, I'm sure if you guys have heard a Stanley interview, you've heard him say this story. But he was going to quit. Uh, his wife's like well if you're gonna quit just go ahead and do something you want to do if they're gonna fire you they're gonna fire you who cares you're gonna quit and so that's when he came up with the fantastic four and it was a huge hit and just went on from there did the incredible hulk did other stuff eventually spider-man and x-men and all the other stuff that you know but i thought it was just a cool story like he started late in life as far as the stuff that we all know him for like back then I guess, once again, not a big comic book fan, but the, the articles I've read and the documentaries I've seen, there was this dark time when they had this comic code in place and you couldn't do anything fun because they were afraid that the comic books were poisoning the youth. Um,
2: oh, where have I heard that before?
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, just it's cool little backstory about how he got started and everything happened later in life. And now he's, that was still 50 some odd years ago since he lived to his 90s. So, good on him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another fact I have. I have anything else i had He's on the walk of fame i think didn't we see that scott the other day when we were walking to the star wars bar we did we did we
3: yeah. did see stanley out there stan the man <laughs> the, the the walk of fame is pretty hilarious like it's just like a, <laughs> a literal walk of who's that guy who's this i've never heard of this person <laughs> but you know i guess the hope is that uh you know somebody was happy to get that star or somebody's family was happy to get that star i guess
0: yeah, and I think it's, if you go, like, say, with your parents or your grandparents, you may not know, but they're like, oh, that was, you know, Shirley Temple, that was the, you know, little, you know, I think that's cool, you can, but some of these names have been there so long that, you know, <laughs> so the generations have yeah. gone that maybe they're forgotten, but when, I'm,
3: I'm curious, when when Stanley
0: got his star? Yeah, I'll try to find that. Because we, cause we,
3: that'd, be, that'd be funny if it was, like, way before any of the MCU stuff hit. You know, and and again, it wasn't you know it wasn't him making it, but you know, without him, none of that
0: happens. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'll look that up. Um, in his first, um, while he did not create Captain America, his first work in uh, the job was writing a couple pages for the Captain America comic, and later on, his full comic that he wrote was a Captain America comic. So that may show up a little bit later on my list. While he didn't create the character, he definitely had uses of them and obviously later on with the Avengers and stuff. So I thought that was interesting.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he was like a, like an intern, right? Like he did that when he was 19. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, it's, it's easy to forget that you know, comics have been around for a really long time, like some of these characters. Um, and... Stanley was there for the beginning of it all, pretty much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is the the Silver Age, right? So he wasn't there for the Golden Age, but definitely the Silver Age, and that's what brought it about. And I, but I remember, I think for Captain America, once again, people correct me if I'm wrong, is Captain America is a World War II created character uh, for you know as a propaganda character, <laughs> basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then after the war and everything, the character kind of just went away. They don't need him anymore, and then. They brought him back for the Avengers in the late '60s when all this stuff was happening with the government and Nixon and Vietnam and all that stuff. So I do like how they pull these—they pull the character back. Yeah. And it is fun in the the first Captain America movie to to see him be
3: used as propaganda. Yeah, definitely.
2: It's okay. I've knocked out Hitler like two hundred sixty-four times. <laughs> <laughs> um you guys have anything else? I have a
0: couple more. I don't know. Keep going. All right. Um, yeah. The one thing that I've learned about was that he developed the the Marvel method of making comics, which sounds like it's a lazy man way of doing it, but I don't know because I haven't done this stuff. But he, he would generally write the outline, right? He would sit there and say, OK, Spider-Man is going to do this and this and this and this. And then, you know, Doc Ock is going to do it. He had basic stuff like that, but not like in panel form or anything like that. The artist would then go and take those general guideline notes, put all the panels down, and then Stanley would then go back in after the fact and write all the dialogue and make a story out and maybe rearrange some panels and make the the comic that way. And I guess that was successful. That's why they were able to – he had his hands on everything and why they were to publish so much and why a lot of his stuff is considered collaboration. Although while I've been reading, he didn't really share much credit with his collaborators, which I guess is one of his – uh, negative things that
2: I've been reading about. but yeah. That was a cutthroat business. I mean, everybody knows about Bill Finger now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Bob Finger, yeah. maybe. but Or is it Bill? Oh, you're right. It's Bill. It's Bob Kane. Uh, Bob Kane. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wonder about that. Like, how much of it is yeah, he, he was you know, actively undermining people and how much of it was, you know, he was the one that got thrust in the spotlight and he just ran with it. Not, not that, it, not that necessarily either one is the, the, the best way to go about it, but yeah, you know there there are degrees there, you know.
0: Right. I mean, the other thing is I because all this I've gotten off of YouTube documentaries, but you know his right hand man is Jack Kirby. Right? It was not his right hand man, his partner in crime, doing all this stuff back in the beginning? It was kind of that thing where Stanley was being put ahead of him, and I think uh, Jack got a little upset about that, and they had a falling out later in life. Um, because of that. So I don't. Mm. I think what I read was that Stanley never put himself. He never said he never would say, I I only did this. I only did this. But then he would never when people gave him credit, he wasn't quick to say, hey, wait, don't don't thank me for everything. Add Jack Kirby or add uh, uh, okay. Steve Ditko and stuff like that. Right. Like no one ever knows that Spider-Man, his awesome look is that's not Stanley. That's, you know, the artist and stuff like that is what I yeah. read. Yeah.
3: We yeah. didn't mean, stand to discredit. Well, assuming it was him actually writing it, um, like had had that like the cool stuff you would do in the back of the the, the comics where he'd answer questions. So I forget how exactly how it worked, but the just reading about it,
0: uh, mm-hmm.
3: you know. So I mean, he's obviously comfortable in the spotlight at least to a degree.
0: Yeah, and he was definitely promote. You know, the pro- promoting the the stand. The Marvel... Stanley's Marvel Marching Society he had all these little... It's kind of like Nintendo Power and stuff back before. <laughs> all these little clubs and stuff, which I've been reading about, which are cool. Um, And then one other thing I wanted to mention was... So there was that comic code, right? And you couldn't have... You couldn't have, like... It was just really bad. You couldn't pretty much do anything. You couldn't show drugs. You couldn't do this. You couldn't have... Like, they would show, like, examples, like a Superman comic where he's just helping... Lois Lane babysit her kid, whoever. Like It was like weird stuff. And as uh, uh, Spider-Man comics were starting to grow, one of the teachers like emailed, uh, emailed him, <laughs> wrote him a letter <laughs> saying, you know, our kids love comic books. I would love to see you guys do an anti-drug episode. And then Stanley's like, all right, he thought about it. He's like, yeah, but kids don't want to be preached to. We're not going to have Spider-Man sit there and say, don't do drugs, kids. So, but he wrote an uh, an, uh, an issue where this guy got, this kid was on drugs and he tried to jump off a building and Spider-Man saved him. And it was, you know, a little moral story there. And uh, it got denied by the comics comic book code because they're using drugs. He's like, hey, we're not promoting using drugs. We're saying don't. And they're like, nope, nope, that's the rules. And then he decided to publish the book without their authority. So it's kind of like nowadays with like the... That when, you buy a, say, when you buy a CD, who the fuck buys a CD? But, you know, the parental advisory <laughs> sticker yeah. or the video game thing, teen, everyone. Uh, so he went and sold it with or printed it without that. So therefore, you know, parents shouldn't let him do it. But anyway, becoming a huge thing. He got celebrated by a bunch of people and that kind of got rid of the code at that point where all of a sudden they saw the value in, in doing this. And then, of course, it goes a little too far the other way <laughs> eventually, but.
2: Yeah. yeah, in the fucking 90s. <laughs> yeah. Um, the backlash
0: for re- repressed uh, nude
3: fantasy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so. All right, Alex, you say something.
2: <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> Stanley has, you know, just been part of, like, most of our generation's lives oh. since... I can remember, like, I remember watching, like, Sp- the old Spider-Man cartoons, the ones from the 60s and the reruns, and uh, Spider-Man and Friends, when he was teaming up with Iceman and Firestar, right? Yeah. It took me back because there's a bunch of them on Netflix now, and I was showing them to my kids, and they loved them. Even all with all the cheap animations and all the, you know, awesome CG that they have in the movies and whatnot, they still love these cartoons, just like I did when I was a kid, so... Uh, they've got His characters definitely have staying power. They'll live on forever.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you take the... Whether or not he truly created all these guys. Let's assume he has, right? We'll, we'll just go with that. I mean, he's gotta be... Who, I mean, who do you compare him with this card? Like, fictional characters created through the history of time, right? Like, I don't know... <laughs> right? It's gotta be up there. Yeah. Um, You're promoting
3: and building a brand yeah. uh, and again it's debatable how much like the building part for like the last i don't know 40 years but you know again w- without him it, marvel doesn't you know make its way into pop culture the way that it does yeah uh, and we, we don't get like that scene in, in mall rats which is fucking hilarious by the way uh-huh. <laughs> it's you know it, I, don't, I don't know if who hasn't seen Mallrats, that's listening right now, but, uh, uh if you haven't, uh, <laughs> there's an amazing scene with Stanley. Uh,
2: spoilers. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, there's uh, more spoilers. It revolves around superhero genitalia. <laughs> so do yourselves a favor. Uh, so, so Jeff, you mentioned the, the whole like collaborative thing. Uh, uh-huh. um, you know, I, I wonder in I don't know, 20 years when, when the MCU's on its phase, I don't know eight or whatever. Uh, you know what? Do people look back at like Kevin Feige, uh, assuming that he's still trying to keep it all together? Does he become some kind of like Hollywood legend at that point, or nerd legend, <laughs> or is he just uh, some, or is he just some suit? He's just some
0: dude. Yeah, I don't know. See, he's not putting himself in front of the camera that r- much. Right? right, right. Yeah, no, so. he's definitely not the guy promoting everything but
3: you know it's it's his name out in front of things now like i feel like with every new you know
0: phase and yeah. property that you know it's it's his thing now almost right i mean i would say just not to the extent because a he didn't create the characters and b right. it's, it's not kevin feige's avengers right <laughs> <It's> <laughs> who knows right. like t- 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 20 <laughs> years from be. now it might All be right. my sure I mean I'm sure he's a le- he'll be a legend in Hollywood land, like this guy yeah. brought in oh yeah a <laughs> trillion dollars yeah yes yeah. yeah
3: you know is but yeah, man, that's you know i who knows how difficult it is to wrangle all all these stars and you know get studios to initially at least to bring money out of them to make those those m c u movies, but that's a pretty fucking sweet gig at this point, I think. Like, I'm sure it's still a lot of work, but... <laughs> yeah. the guy that d- basically decides the collective fate of, of Marvel right now. Because, yeah. you I, know, he, he's on record as, you know, talking about, yeah, we're not going to do any X-Men stuff for a while, or we're not going to do Fantastic Four. We've got plenty of other stuff going on. Like, like for him to just make these calls... I don't know, I'm sure there's plenty of other people involved. Um, but, uh, yeah, just to be, to be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's insane. It's it's like uh, J J Abrams getting to direct Star Wars and Star Trek. We kind of yeah. ha- having yeah, your that's... having your cake and eating it
0: too. Um, not but... to take not to talk too much about Kevin Feige, but I was just watching uh, bonus features on Infinity War, and there was like a director's roundtable, and it's like Joss Whedon and um, Taika Waititi. Oh, whatever, all the the. The directors of these movies and the one thing they said was like how kevin w- does tell them like, okay he doesn't force him but he has this underlying thing like just make sure like in iron man 2 there's a map in the background and it had like what is highlighted you know just where that's iron man 2 right like how many years later did uh yeah. black panther come out a little things they said like he does have this and whether, it's not this super grand vision, but he's able to take, okay, you guys are doing this, you've done this, we have done that. And, you know, and little things and and finding the money. Like, the shawarma scene in Avengers was literally filmed after the movie premiered in New York or Hollywood. Like, they had this idea, like, Joss Whedon had mentioned it once before, and he's like, I've been thinking about that for the past year. We should actually do that. And they just, because all the actors were there for the premiere, they went and threw them in costumes and. Filled the swarm of scene, and then Micro Ruff- to- couldn't keep a straight face with the whole thing. Yeah. And they said that uh, Cap had a beard for another movie, and so they like, put like this prosthetic over him, and he looks like like something from like a Dick Tracy movie. And, and if you notice, he just has his fist like on his chin, so you really can't see, and he's in the back. Yeah. So and little things like that. Kevin Feige just found the money to put it in because like, this is going to work, stuff. So, so yeah. yeah. Uh, Seems to be doing good, but it's all based on the original work. <laughs> of yeah, Stanley. yeah,
3: yeah. So, so yeah, just go back to the, the like the larger cultural impact. So you know, we, we 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 weren't watching, we weren't consuming the Marvel stuff. You know, in the sixties and seventies, you know, uh, when it when the there was a message, especially with the X Men, um, you know, about how you know, instead of mutants, you know, there were there are people. It is an allegory, basically, for, for racism, and, and you know, that message carries on today, like with the, the, the Brian Singer directed stuff where it's more about, uh, uh, what the LBG, LBGTQ kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that same message is relevant through this kind of re- ridiculous pop culture. There's people in, uh, in costumes, and Stanley's kind of on record of saying the same thing. Um, you know, he he never expected that to have that, that kind of impact. Uh, but you know, just just on a more personal level, like there there's nothing like with as far as movies are concerned. Like for I don't know the last ten years almost, where uh, I I don't get excited for anything uh, more than I do for for all these MCU movies. Like I, I look forward to this stuff. It's <laughs> we know, Scott. We yes, know. I know, I know. I bring it up constantly <laughs> on the, but it, no, it's crazy because you know, I, I as a kid, I, I there was the cartoon, the X Men cartoon. Yep. Um, you know the odd, you know, video game that that would feature the characters. Um, but yeah, there there wasn't a whole lot else. And then, um, you know, the the first X Men movie came, and the first Spider Man movie came, and it basically changed the landscape for for these kind of movies and. Um, and now, yeah, no, I just, I, I really look forward to this shit. (laughs) You know, as, as as the, you know, as we're all like jaded adults, you know, we've seen it all, but, uh, there's still that, that kind of sense of, you know, childhood glee that I get at the idea of, of these movies. Um, and, and again, it's, it's all because of Stan, uh, you know, he's kind of the linchpin. And, and again, we go back to like Jack Kirby and, and others, um, you know, they they're also key cogs, but
0: um, uh, you
3: know, it, they again Stan was the one that, that brought it all to the forefront, at least
0: seemingly so. hmm So that that's one thing I wanted to bring up. So all for all his great storytelling, apparently he wasn't a great he was a good businessman, but not a great businessman. Because even after all this, he was never really like you would think, okay, this guy owns everything. He doesn't. He doesn't really own the rights to most of his characters. Uh, that,
2: he, uh yeah, if he developed them while he was working at Marvel, then yeah, yeah. Marvel owns them. Yeah, yeah he he even though like at getting the time, any royalties internal tease. He anything, was
0: head yeah. editor and stuff like that. And he could have. He had the he had the t- he even said, like, if I would have been smarter, yeah, maybe I don't own Fantastic Four and Incredible Hulk, and maybe Spider Man. But at that point I could start calling my shots if you know if I would have put more money into it or more effort into that. But he just wanted to tell stories. But then he also kind of like that's why he had to sell off Spider-Man and, and X-Men away from the company just to make money because the uh, the company was not doing so well and he didn't have as much forward thinking as. But I mean, yeah, you're an artist. You're not a businessman, so like I don't see that as a being uh, that big of a negative, right? Like, I, right, right. <laughs> There's very few people who can come up with these creative, mm-hmm. be a super creative guy, and uh, you know, a you know, yeah, a sure, great businessman, a yeah. Maker, yeah. Um, so, and the other thing, his contracts, when he did sell over the movie rights, he does have it in his closet. He has to appear in every single one. <laughs> so that was not necessarily, I mean, I think everyone liked it, but that was by his demand that that was kind that's, of funny. That's funny. That is funny. That is funny. You know, they, they, they
3: filmed, uh, um, a bunch of extra ones for the future. Yeah. So, so I'm curious to see how, how long they're keep it. I mean, it's, it sounds kind of ghoulish, but you know, I, I. I look forward to seeing the the next few anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be carefully done, though, because everyone's going to give a an awe or a cheer when it happens in the movie, right? And so, like, at least the first one, which will be Captain Marvel, right? That's the next one to come out. So that'll be a little interesting. I mm-hmm. hope um, it doesn't like, overshadow the actual... So I'm yeah. sure they know what they're doing.
3: Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and speaking of the cameos, I... I uh and on one of the Neum News uh a long time ago, uh I did a little bit of trivia and one of the questions I, I'd asked was uh like who is the highest grossing um like I guess actor uh by uh by by virtue of the movies they appeared in. Yeah. Um and like Stanley was like in the top ten <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep. Just for just for having all these cameos, I I, I fucking love
0: that that little bit, of, that little tidbit, as Alex would call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought you said it was number one if I remember. Correctly. Was he number one? If he I don't, wasn't, uh, then he is now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think
0: I think it was like mm, I think like Sam Jackson had it because of Jurassic
3: Park, like the first know. Jurassic
0: Park. Uh, but since since then, yeah, that's like true.
3: That's <laughs> true. Well, but then Sam Jackson's been all of them too, though. That's the thing.
2: Not all of them. Not all of them, that's yeah, true. not all of them. That's true, that's true. Um, For some reason, he wasn't in Black Panther.
3: I, f- I forget. <laughs> did he have did he have a cameo in either of the Deadpools?
2: Yes, but yes. I don't remember. He did. Yeah, I can't recall where, but uh, I, I can't know remember. I, I, I saw him I in both I dumb not years.
0: remembering. Uh, but yeah, he's been... Weather- I don't know if he was in Venom. I haven't seen that yet. Um. So I don't know about that one, but I, I think every one the fanta- He says his favorite one is Fantastic Four Two. Whew the Silver Surfer, but I guess it's because of it's something they wrote. It's like an exact scene about he and Jack Kirby wrote or something that it's kind of taken directly from the page. I think that's why he said it's his favorite. But
2: Okay, yeah, okay. I've I'm, never seen that.
3: I'm I'm partial to, Nobody the, has. to uh Age of Ultron. Where, uh, he he dares Thor to give him the whatever the <laughs> the drink from uh uh god damn it
2: oh yeah the uh, like a special drink from whatchamacallit, that he brought in his Asgard his personal Asgard thank you I was gonna
3: yeah. say Valhalla but that's <laughs> yes Asgard and he's like bring it on Blondie and then <laughs> to carry him off in the next scene
0: yeah I think my favorite one would be end of civil war when he's delivering the package the cell phone basically tony stark and he's like i have a delivery here for tony stank yeah (laughs) and roadie's like oh i'm not letting that one go that one's (laughs) tony Stank." that was good um all right we're running down out of my uh, topic, so I do. we're going to do a, more, a Marvel characters list, but I also kind of want to talk about my favorite Marvel movies. I think Alex does too, and I know Scott will jump in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so let's quickly, uh, we'll make an official list, but a quick one. Um, so, I don't know, name some, Alex, since this was kind of your idea. Uh,
2: the one that I really want to watch, but I know nobody on Earth is ever going to watch this ever again, is that Fantastic Four movie from... What was it? The 80s that never got released?
0: I thought there was oh, that... an Avengers one. You're talking about the Roger Corman one.
2: Yeah, the Roger Corman. Thank you. Yeah. Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Because I saw previous for it when I rented a VHS of something or other, I'm like, holy shit, Fantastic Four. <laughs> and then it never came out. It's like, what? And then, you know, subsequent documentaries and like interviews and stuff like that came out and so it's like yeah this movie i don't think was ever meant to come out even though it's completely finished i really want to see it bucket list i is it on youtube or no the trailer is oh just and like some like short documentaries and a trailer for the documentary
0: yeah okay
2: but yeah this thing is scarcer than the uh star wars christmas special like it, it never made it that far. Nice. Sorry, okay.
0: I, I started looking up the Stan Lee uh, when he got his walk of fame, and uh, looks like it was just 2011, so yeah, it wasn't oh, until I... these movies started coming out. Yeah. And it looked like it was uh, it looked like Todd McFarlane was kind of the one that was his champion of getting it there, which. I guess that's the thing. All you have you really have to have a little bit of money and someone to champion you and you'll
3: get
2: mm-hmm. it. It's like uh, Ralph Garman and Adam West. Exactly. Yeah, it's a
3: funny thing. You don't you don't need like somebody that famous to, <laughs> to go to bat for you. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Just
3: somebody has to do it. Yeah. Um
0: all right, well, I'll, I have a few movies here and while I do like the I think we've had... We've done our top Marvel movie list. And it was a while ago, so stuff has changed. But while I do like the original ones that came out, like the original, like Tobey Maguire's Spider Man and the X Men movies, those are kind of fallen off my list.
2: Um, oh, not for me.
0: <laughs> they're still great, but if I were, you know making my top five here list, they they fall off. Um, but my number one still to this day, I have to say is Iron Man. Uh, I watched it not too long ago, and it's still while. It may not have as much action in some of the other ones, just the fact that it started it all, and I just love the character of Tony Stark. Um and that just I think the fact that it did start it all, um for me that would remain my number one. Um just wanted to bring that one up. I have a few more. We'll see. Scott, what would you, where would you put I not number one, but like one that really stands out to you?
3: Uh well for we'll just talk a little about Iron Man. Um that's tough. Like I, I don't even I don't know that Iron Man would be my top five. Um, but, but yeah, it's just so hard to, to, to rank it any lower because, like, basically all the stuff you, you pointed out, Jeff. Um, you know, kind of, kind of like that and Spider Man. Like, those are the two. Like, without those, you know, who knows, without those being huge successes, who, who knows where everything would, would be now um so uh yeah right. I, I i'll I'll have to give some thought into, into my number one um right. yeah
0: right. well name another movie alex
2: well spider-man 2 is still my favorite spider-man homecoming comes really close but i like uh, spider-man 2 for me edges it out just a little bit
0: okay it's a great movie
2: <laughs> yeah, with Doc Ock and everything and just well rounded characters and Sam Raimi doing some Evil Dead's filming in the operating table. That was great.
0: Yeah. Oh with yeah, with Doc Ock. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was awesome. Great reason, you know, um for Doctor Octopus to have his tentacles. Although I think in the video game uh, spoilers, they it's a it's a better reason why Doc Ock gets his his tentacles or why he's developing them and stuff like that, but still pretty good in the, uh, in the movie. And yeah, Spider-Man is for the PS4 is my favorite Marvel game of all time. Not only because it's Spider-Man and it's well done and the traversal is amazing. Web swinging as Spider-Man, you, you just won't get tired of it, but it's also, that's the one that's starting off the, uh, Marvel gaming universe. That's been confirmed. Nice. We don't know what other game is being worked on next, but... So, be good. is that only only made by Sony as well, then? Or what? Uh, I don't think so. I think the Spider-Man one was an exclusive like deal just for Spider-Man. Right. So, I don't know if uh, Spider-Man 2 or if it, there's going to be more are going to be exclusively for PS4. But I know they're... They're going to, you know, expand to other consoles and PC for other games as well. Okay, cool. Maybe, like, have, like, the smaller heroes, kind of like the street-level guys are a Netflix. Maybe those will be, like, on Steam. Right. Or something where you can sell them for, you know, really cheap or tell some side stories, things like that. So, hopefully. I'm excited to see what the uh, Marvel MGU, Marvel Gaming Universe, <laughs> will turn out to be.
3: Uh, what, one one thing you failed to mention, Alex, about Spider Man Two is uh, the chin is a snooty usher.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. Bruce Campbell is a cameo in Spider Man movie. Awesome.
3: And and he did the uh, like the tutorial for. Is it? I forget which Spider Man. Yeah, Spider
2: Man One, One and Two, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> maybe even three.
3: <laughs> At one point through the tutorial, like. You hear him, like, doing something weird, and then he's like, okay, I'm gonna go eat a sandwich. You guys go do something. Then you just, like, hear him eat the sandwich.
2: (laughs) That's great.
0: All right, um, Another Marvel movie I want to mention is the first Avengers. And this doesn't make my top five either, but I want to say this is the first movie where I... They stopped just being comic book movies, and they became more, for me, anyway. Because... We've had so many comic book movies over the years, and most of them were garbage. Um, and then it's the reason I didn't even watch Iron Man when it first came out. Like I didn't see it in the theater; I waited for it to come out on home video. Um, and I liked it, and I, I really liked it, but not that great. Like this is also the same time like Dark Knight came out, and I was like, Dark Knight, <laughs> way better. To my opinion, in my opinion, it's probably it's still better. Um, mm-hmm. But that was it. And then between. Iron Man and Avengers, right? You had, I think, Iron Man 2, and you had Captain America, and you had Thor. I didn't see any of those. Like, okay, they're just more comic book movies. They look stupid. I don't. I never liked Captain America. I didn't even know Thor was a comic book character. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. And then I did, because everyone was going to see Avengers. I went and saw Avengers, and I just, oh, my God. Now I get it. Like, I, this is comic books. I get it. I guess there's something to snap. It. I get it now. And then I immediately like, went back and rented uh, Thor and Captain America and all those and that is and at that point I've never I think I haven't missed a Marvel movie in the theater at least an MCU movie in the theater since then I may have missed Thor 2 maybe but even then I think I saw that uh, so yeah so I have to give that one props uh, and that scene we've talked about but that nerd porn oh so good <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the grand experiment that You kind of you kind of had gotten a little bit of that with Lord of the Rings, where they they filmed all three at the same time. Uh, You know, it was it was a risk. Uh, With this, you get these completely different movies, different different plots, different characters, and one of those you know any one of those movies could have bombed and wrecked the whole thing. Um, And they still went through the whole thing. I I don't think uh, first Thor movie did was, was.
0: did that great business. Oh. Uh, and I will say that they're connect- I have gone back and every time I rewatch movies, I like them more because of what stuff that's happened afterwards. Like, I yeah. don't mind. Th- I never really liked Thor and Thor 2. And now after watching a couple of Avengers movie and Ragnarok, I go back and watch it. And I'm like, you know, these are actually better than I remembered. They're not perfect. <laughs> like, Thor 2 definitely has some problems, but it's still, mm-hmm. like, I like it. I could say there's... I don't think there's a single Marvel movie I don't like. Um, and I wouldn't have said that a few years ago. Not until these other movies have come out and kind of developed the character more. And you oh, I see what they were doing with that. And now I have to see where he comes from. I just... I gotta give him props for all that.
3: Yeah,
2: it's, yeah maybe Ang Lee's Hulk.
0: I was, I was gonna say, the, the ho-hum of both Hulk movies is unfortunate. Sure.
3: Well, the
2: Ang Lee mm-hmm.
0: one's not part of the MCU, but the other one is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. And that one's okay. It. I mean, it, you, it didn't. It didn't take much to do better than the young Lee Hulk, but it, it's <laughs> yeah. it's better than that one. So I gotta give it that. Yeah. You know. And I haven't
0: gone back and rewatched that since I saw it initially. So maybe that's. I'll see. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. I. I feel like with with the Hulk that uh, they 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 still they
3: didn't get him right until the first Avengers movie. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So.
2: He's always angry. Yeah, that's my he, that's my secret. It is <laughs> that's that's a secret the, to making a good Hulk movie. Not,
3: not
0: secret anymore.
2: Yeah, and also that's a good Bruce Banner. Always
0: angry. Like I think he's this Bruce Banner was better than Ban, Banya or Norton Ruffalo. More, yeah, yeah, I okay. agree. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Anything else before we get into our lists? Um, I just I with it. My top five: I have Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that would in no particular order other than Iron Man being number one. Those would be my top five. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. For me, um, first Avengers, uh, Infinity War. Um, ah, it's tough after that. Yeah, Guardians, uh, Thor, Ragnarok, and yeah. Probably Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier just edges out
2: Civil War
0: for me. Huh? Hmm.
2: Let's see. Uh, I got Iron Man, Deadpool, The Avengers, Spider Man Two, and Infinity War. I got a soft spot for Deadpool. I really love his character.
3: Yeah. Okay. So, so the interesting thing about Infinity War is, I am speaking for myself here, but my I think my where I where I hold it is going to depend a lot on the, the second part. Sure, like
0: not not to put too much pressure on (laughs) on myself Mm -hmm. to enjoy a thing, but uh, well, I like I think I mentioned when we when we when we reviewed that movie, where it definitely is something that's not a standalone thing. You have to know what happens before, and definitely not what happens after to like solidify it. I think, but as of right now, it's in my top five.
3: Yeah, as a yeah, the, the first time around is is you know as you said the first part of the thing. Um, you know, I, I, I I was, uh, I don't know. Like I mentioned that, that childlike glee, like I could not fucking wait for, for this, this coming, um, may, I probably, probably not going to show it early like they did last time, um, to, to come around to see the second part. Like I, I was jonesing for that. Like, (laughs) it was like me waiting, knowing that I had to wait a year for two towers and return of the king all over again.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no yeah. uh, movie coming out this Christmas too. Kind of stinks. Yeah, we get we get Aquaman. There's the, I know. <laughs> there's no Star Wars or Marvel this. this
2: yeah, holidays. that's what I was gonna say. That's weird. Well, nowadays it's weird. What was I mean, what was the last? I can understand why there's no Star Wars. <laughs> yeah.
0: What
3: was the last uh,
0: Christmas Marvel movie? Uh, ragnarok last year came out in november i believe. Oh, did it okay all right, yeah. around that time all right mm-hmm. um all right uh let's do it so <laughs> we have we always have to come up with categories and i'm categorizing this as a person and we have to rate this person on a score of one to seven <laughs> <laughs> so alex uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Stan Lee, on a scale of one to seven, one being being the worst human being possible, and seven
3: being
2: perfect. Hitler, Mother Teresa. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Where does Stan Lee fit on that scale? I
3: don't know. I've I've heard that Mother Teresa was a real bitch.
2: (laughs) Oh, Jeebus. Well, from all the enrichment in characters that he's brought to me, from all the... uh, uh, I mean... They were dumbed down moral lessons, but as a kid, it made it really easy and simple for me to understand. You know, great power, great responsibility. Hey, don't, you know, judge people just by the way they look. I learned a lot of that from characters that Stan Lee created and Marvel Comics. So, I'm going to give him a six. A six, okay. Yeah, he's no Mother Teresa, but he is great. <laughs>
0: Um and obviously we don't we can't judge him on a personal level since we never met the guy. Yeah, yet, but, we never met guy. So. I saw
2: him at Comic-Con once. He was walking by. He didn't look very happy. That's why I give him a giving him a 6. Oh, okay. <laughs> how, how could
3: he possibly be happy with the prospect of Comic-Con moving to Anaheim?
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll give him a 7 uh just for whatever. He's just created a bunch of characters, he gave us so much joy. Um. Yeah. He's not, he didn't. He's not helping people like Mother Teresa. But whatever. He in his own way he's helping <laughs> but whatever. <people. laughs> no. In his own way he has. He gives people, you know, hope and stuff. like people, you hear these stories about people with, and, uh, you know, with disabilities or in dire situations, and they read books and they help them get them out of it. Like you were talking about the, uh, the race stuff or the gay stuff. So that's just oh, seven for me, easy, Scott uh
3: seven uh, basically everything we've said for the <laughs> uh, the rest of the podcast uh you wanted a special shout out to uh the friend of the show daniel uh i know he's he's a huge uh, spidey fan so uh, i'm i'm sure he's filling it
0: uh, with the rest of us today yep yeah and he is a comic book guy from back then. Yeah, the yeah. He and actually he, knows, knows about this shit. <laughs> he's probably yelling at everything we're saying wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> Don't get mad at us. We taught you baseball. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So our crossover list is our top, uh, our favorite top, whatever you want to do, it, Marvel characters. Um, not necessarily Stanley Creations. But, you know, leaning in that direction, like we said, he had his hands in everything, so you could connect every character probably on our list to Stan Lee. Um, So I'll go ahead and go first. And there are a lot to choose from, and as I said, I wasn't a comic book reader, so I'm going off of movies, TV shows, video games, and I'm going to give my seven to Daredevil. Um, I really enjoyed the show. The movie with Ben Affleck, no, I'm not, but... (laughs) um, The show was was really good. I just love the idea of his character. Um, And it's a small, it's the, you know, he's doing um, Hell's Kitchen, right? He's not saving the world. So I just love that smaller thing. I actually have a graphic novel of his. I just started. Uh, It's by, um, everyone kept telling me to do it. Ah, the guy did Dark Knight. Why is his name not Frank Miller? Mark Miller? Yeah. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Yeah. I heard it's a really good run. So I just started on that. I'm very, just started, but. Daredevil number seven for me,
2: uh, Alex. Uh, my number seven is the Silver Surfer, nice. because I love his origin story. I don't. I didn't read too many Silver Surfer comic books. I did like him in uh, the World War or the Planet Hulk story arc. But uh, yeah, he's pretty much the last survivor of his planet after Galactic, Galactus eats it. He gives him all these superpowers, and then he turns against him. So, yeah. Silver Surfer. He's Harold. Mm-hmm. Sounds good.
0: Um, I've never seen a good... I've never read it, and I've never seen a good representation of him, so hopefully Disney can take care of that. Kevin Feige, do your thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Seriously.
3: Kevin Feige, powers,
0: activate. <laughs> All right. Scott.
3: Uh, so, um, yeah. My... As I mentioned earlier, my... Connection to to Marvel was initially through the Saturday morning cartoons, um, X Men, um, and uh, my favorite arc of the whole thing was the original, uh, well not the original because <laughs> this came out in the comics first, but uh, mm-hmm. it's the original time, the original original yeah, original time, um, the first time when it wasn't a comic, the whole Dark Phoenix trilogy or not trilogy saga, uh. And so, but uh, number seven is Jean Grey. Um, you know, pretty good turn by, um, I can't think today, uh, Famke Jansen in the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Sansa's, we'll have done her in a couple movies here pretty soon. I did not have high hopes for the 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 next X-Men movie based on the apocalypse, which was not good. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Or Age of Apocalypse, right. or whatever it was called, I forget. Days of Future Past timeline movies. Uh, well, I had the Days of Future Past was okay. Right?
2: I like that. Right, but that, that's the that's the starting well, like, the timeline. Right, right, yeah. Thing,
3: yeah. So, um, and then you had the third X Men movie, which was just dumb.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: But uh, anyways, I, I always liked Jean Grey because of, like that. I, I don't know, just kind of that 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 nerd power fantasy that she had. Not only the telekinesis, but the the, the uh, um, telepathy as well. Um, and I was... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I only learned about this stuff later. Like, I did have one friend who had, like, all the, the Marvel, like, trading cards as a kid. Um, and, like... And he had them sheet, like, baseball cards. And they had, like, all the, like, the different ratings for all the characters in the back. Yeah, and the stats. Yeah, they, they had the stats. And, like, hers were, like, off the chart for everything. Um, so I'm like, oh yeah, she's badass. And... <laughs> so yeah, just again the the idea that she was uh, what they call like an M class mutant. I think we talked about that before. She had like the the ability to basically destroy reality, mm-hmm. and
0: she's hot, Jean Grey. Oh yeah. All right, uh, my number six is Jean Grey, um, and I basically because I've been reading those comics lately, basically the the Phoenix Saga. And I haven't even. I finished that. I have to start the Dark Phoenix saga. But everything you said, she's an awesome character who's changed over time. Um, yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it. So Jean Grey is my number six. Alex,
2: my number six is Mysterio, and not the first villain. That, not the last villain is going to show up on my list, but I like him because he's just a regular guy that got disgruntled. But he is a really good special effects artist so he uses those skills to like befuddle and confuse spider-man and to cover up all his crimes and stuff but also there was a good um side story that kind of delved more into his character where he was so insecure that when he was trying to ask out like one of his crushes and stuff he couldn't do it unless he had the dome over his face for confidence (laughs) like he had he, he had like a you know some issues with self-esteem and stuff. And I thought that added like a really good uh, layer of depth.
0: Okay. I don't m- know much about him since he hasn't been in a movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the next uh, Spidey.
0: Yeah. His um, costume in comics is pretty ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it is. But even, even for comics. All, All right. On, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Scott, number six.
3: Okay. My number six. Uh, going back to the cartoon... Um, and, and a good turn by Anna Paquin, uh, in the, the movies, uh, Rogue. Um, so in the the comics, she becomes basically Superman. <laughs> cause I think, she, I think she actually like absorbs the powers of Ms. Marvel. Um, yes.
2: who, not Captain Marvel, but Ms. Marvel. Yeah.
3: I'm always confused by that shit. Um, yeah, I
2: know. but,
3: um, yeah. And then it's like permanent cause she's like too powerful. So not only can she still absorb all these other people's powers, but now she's basically Superman. Um, I always wondered, like, watching the cartoon, why Rogue didn't just fucking wreck House every time and just call it a day. Um, you know, occasionally they'd be fighting so many powerful, like, Apocalypse or, um, you know, going toe-to-toe with the Juggernaut would probably be uh, a pretty tough pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, just, they're just fighting jobbers, you know? <laughs> so... You know, I guess most of the X Men could probably do the same thing, really, if you want to follow that through. Yeah, except for Wolverine, <laughs> can only attack one thing at a time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, I always, was liked Rogue. I always liked her look with the the streak in the hair, and um, I loved in the in X Men Two how <laughs> Magneto like kind of pettily uh, makes fun of her hair, <laughs> even though he's the one that did it to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so Rogue number 6
0: alright well I have another X-Men on mine and mine would be Wolverine Um, and this is I haven't really read much Wolverine comics other than what I'm reading right now with the, the Phoenix Saga and what I know of you know the Hugh Jackman stuff but just as a kid even when I didn't know him that much like when I played like, the X-Men video game like he's just badass and so I have to give a little kid value here and this is why just he looked cool I love just how He's not, at least from what I've read, he doesn't have this uh, great code or anything. He just wants to fuck people up. That's cool. (laughs) I like that. He's just a Wolverine. He's not like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. He's not Batman. He won't kill people. Wolverine will kill the fuck out of you. And uh, I like that about him. Mm -hmm. He's badass. Those claws. His backstory is really cool. I mean, go into all that. Um, So, yeah. Wolverine. I am... As much as I love uh, the actor played him, I'm looking forward to seeing a new a new guy take uh, do it. I mean, we've had so many Batman. We've had so many Superman, Spider-Man. Let's have someone else give this guy a chance. Yeah, there's only been one Wolverine. You're right. Right. How and dare you? Terrible. Hugh Jackman is timeless. <laughs> hey, he hasn't terrible, but someone else change it. Yeah. So That's my number five. Scott. Okay. Oh, uh, Alex. I forgot
2: who I am. Uh, Okay, I guess I'll go. Uh, Eddie Brock plus a symbiote equals Venom. Such a cool character. Uh, Symbiote first attaches to Spider-Man, but he pushes him to be a little bit more evil than he wants to be. Because, I mean, it's not human. So Spider-Man rejects him and goes into uh, his, uh, I guess, rival over at the Bugle, Eddie Brock, who faked his photos, and they become Venom. And they're a villain, and they. But he actually teams up with Spider-Man to take down Carnage, another symbiote who's like. But he bonds with like a legit psychopath. That whole story arc was amazing, and then later on, just becomes an anti-hero with a uh, moral twisted but moral code of his own. Of their own, I should say, (laughs) two of them.
3: Let's take out Carnage. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: So yeah, I haven't seen. Haven't seen Venom movie yet, but, I'll, you know, I'll get around to it. <laughs> hmm. Alright. Now, Scott.
3: Alright, my number five. I, I changed it on the fly just now when we were talking. Because <laughs> I realized I was leaving somebody off this list. Yeah. Um, going back to the X-Men once more. Um, this one's just purely because I think she looks fucking awesome is Psylocke. Uh, oh, yeah. She's got the swords. I I just... It's still ridiculous she's basically wearing a a unitard but uh still even even then she looks badass um and in the and i think it's like the first marvel vs. Capcom or marvel light
2: i think it was the the infinity gems or the infinity war yeah like the the the, the uh fighting yeah. fighting arcade okay. game. Yeah.
3: yeah and she like rad in that and i just it was like her it had a very like exotic look um I anyway, want you read her backstory. <laughs> she has one of the more ridiculous backstories, even for oh, even for Marvel. Um but uh, yeah, it's just cool. She's got the fucking sword, the katana. Um, She's she basically, uh, you know, the the thing about Marvel Universe is everybody's like like a master level combatant, and they're all like yeah. Olympic level like gymnasts, and simultaneously they're they're like genius level computer hackers and. <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, I think her thing was just, she had some minor, like, telepathic powers, and she could fight, um, using, like, some of the, the energy shit with her sword.
2: Um, yeah, she had, like, a, a psychic knife that came from her hand, and she could knock people out with it. Yeah. So, and sometimes, you know, yeah, read minds and confuse people, but it, it wasn't like Jean Grey or Professor X.
3: Yeah, so, yep, uh, just her, she's red and then just, to put a finer point on the the whole how everybody they're all Mary Sue's. Uh like we, we get to thank Superman for that one. Who <laughs> you pointed out like they they couldn't have him like actually do violence so they just had him do stupid shit like become a super
0: scientist.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Alright, uh on to our number fours. Uh, my number four would be Iron Man. Um just i think it's more tony stark than iron man but either way uh i love the character of tony he's a real asshole you shouldn't even be rooting for him uh <laughs> but then you know you do, you grow to like him i i love that about him uh the fact that he is smart he can build all this stuff uh, but he is an asshole it gives him more depth um and just in the he's just cool <laughs> Like i say the the movies have really brought him to life with his his costume and his the sound effects, like I want to say, that palm sound is right on par there with like laser blast and lightsabers from Star Wars. Now, like yeah, yeah, absolutely that that sound. So, um, yep, Iron Man is my number four. Alex,
2: my number four is Bruce Banner as the Hulk, uh, mostly because of the Lou Ferrigno show way back <laughs> in the day. I saw uh, uh, as a kid. I used to watch reruns of those too, and I just. I love the, the duality that, that, you know, lives inside everybody and uh, the fact that his supervillain, I forget what he was called, but it was kind of the opposite when he got exposed to gamma radiation where he was just, uh, you know, a blue collar construction worker and he got hit by the gamma radiation and he became like the super smart, but evil, uh, like anti-Hulk pretty much. Uh, so yeah, Hulk. It's All
3: cool. Right. Hulk Smash.
0: We'll Hulk good.
3: Smash. Scott. Or four. Uh number four, uh, finally getting around to to the M C U stuff. Um <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna be surprised that I have this guy on my list. Uh my first villain. Um yeah. The vulture. The uh the, the best Tom villain. <laughs> uh, that that would be uh Tom Hiddleston's Loki. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, We'll see. Thanos might, might give him a run for his money. We'll see what happens in this next movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, he, a, uh, he brought continuity. Um, uh, you know, one of the, one of the, the bigger problems with the Marvel movies is, it's always been the kind of meh villains, at least in the first couple of phases. Um, and now, uh, you know, they, they, they've done pretty well with the last slew of movies, I think. Uh, I agree. Uh, but yeah, Loki, Loki was the first really good one. Um, and he, he's carried it. And it's supposed to be watched Thor Ragnarok. Just kind of all is like, he's, he's like oddly polite. Like he's just weird. He's, he's kind of a like merciless killer at times, but he's also like never like, I don't know. He's always like super British about it. I don't know how to put it. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he, brought the character to life you know and that's another ridiculous looking character by the way on 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 the page yeah um, and he's he still somehow i mean he's still a little goofy with the the big kind of mantis i don't know how to describe it on like his helmet antennae uh
2: horns reindeer games
3: <laughs> uh yes uh loki uh is uh become uh, a very memorable villain.
0: All right, um, on to our number threes, and mine will be Captain America, Steve Rogers. Um, I think I've mentioned it before. I didn't like. I didn't know anything about this character. this I didn't like him. He's just the dude with the shield. I thought that was lame. But uh, after all these movies, he's definitely the heart of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, like I said, I love Winter Soldier. I, I, I really like Civil War and all the Avengers movies. I've gone back and watched the First Avenger, and I think it's even. He, he makes it even better um everything about him like i try like when i i'm such a good guy like when i play video games like i was saying the other day i played red dead redemption i'm trying to be black hat i can't do it i feel sorry for killing innocent <laughs> or people yeah in video games and so like i always kind of gravitate <laughs> more to even after
3: you that. were accidentally shooting people in the face like you were telling us last time jeff <laughs> yeah that's
0: what i'm saying like i do it on accident and then i feel bad and then like all i then I'll go you get have him. to reload the save, yeah, exactly, exactly Alex. that's what I was looking for, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and Captain America is that for me, right, so um, yeah, and it's just cool, and the movies have just really brought him out, and it's gonna be sad when he is not there anymore, <laughs> please mm-hmm. don't go, Steve, <laughs> um, so number
2: three, Alex, my number three is Magneto, such a great iconic villain. Nice. Master of Magnetism. And later on, I just read, like, a, not really an origin story, but his time in a concentration camp during Nazi Germany. He didn't, you know, a spoiler alert, there was no magnetic superpowers or anything like that. It's just a very <laughs> fucking real story with... Um, yeah, the r- real way to it telling some very horrific stories of what happened in concentration camps. Uh they really did their research really well for this short uh graphic novel. But it just rounds out why what makes him such a great villain. Like you know his motivations and where he came from and he doesn't want to let this happen to the mutants again because it's all it's the humans are doing it. They're like his um like the new uh everybody rising up against the mutants are the new like nazi regime for him mm-hmm.
0: yeah um well, I'll just jump in. this is my number two i think he's the best villain in marvel and uh maybe besides the joker in comics maybe even better than joker because he has awesome power but he also yeah. you understand his reasons behind it and everything you just said like he has you you could be on his side and it's you could see where he's coming from and he is the perfect foil for Professor X right there they are you know two sides of the same coin I just love everything about him he's not over the top he's just not evil to be evil he can have a conversation with his arch rival and then still yeah whatever you're doing it wrong I I disagree um but yeah he's he's not a nice guy either I just everything about him everything you said and just yeah cool power and you understand where he's coming from and yep. in the and then in the movies like yeah he's been portrayed great by fassbender and gandalf but like <laughs> um uh-huh. is that a sign of two great actors or a sign of a really well written character that actors can easily do him right like i think it's it's both yeah, it's, it's <laughs> i think it's i think it's both and he does my number two also um <laughs>
3: the uh, uh we'll have to make sure we get our threes in here but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um mm-hmm. uh Everything you guys just said, but, but yeah, the, you know, I, I think it's because it's such a great part that, that they are able to attract the talent for, for playing these characters. Right. Um, you know, I, 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 I doubt that Fastbender or McCallum, you know, knew a lot about Magneto going into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can see that, like, exactly like you said, Jeff, like, he, he definitely has a very strong,
0: very understandable motivation. Yeah. Which makes yep. him much more interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely, and that's what I think. You mentioned like the villains are starting to get better. You can Thanos has a little bit of that too, and uh, Killmonger has a little bit of that in the, the newer Marvel movies, right? And because of that, you can see like, it's wrong, right? Like he, the stuff that Killmonger wants to do in Black Panther, but you understand it, and I like that. I just, but Magneto, I just think does it better than them all.
3: Yeah, and and then I just, yeah. I, I love at least in the movies. I I don't know much about the comics, but that that mutual respect between him and, and, uh, Professor X. Um, mm-hmm. it's played very well with, with Stewart and him where, you know, they, they, they genuinely, um, there's, there's like uh rivalry there, at least in the earlier, like in the, when they go back to, uh, like X-Men first class and, uh, the movies after that. Um, you know, there's the kind of built in like animosity. There those like brothers that just don't get along. Uh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. all right well that was Alex's number three so we did your scott's number three was yours?
3: Number three is hulk uh okay. the hulk's just fucking rad uh it two of like if, if you're gonna break down like your favorite moments from the first avengers movie like the hulk's in like like three of them maybe <laughs> four of the five uh you know the best being when when he has the one-on-one showdown with loki uh which is which is as funny as just about anything that's ever been put on screen mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it's fucking awesome, and uh you know they they encapsulate the character best with uh in the in age of Ultron where black widow um while she's flirting with him <laughs> says that uh she she's likes likes this guy that uh runs away from fights because he knows he's gonna win instead of the other way around um and that's basically the Hulk like um yeah. I think they've done a good job of kind of like striding the line of, well, how strong is he really? Um, in, in the movies. Um, but you know, in the comics, it's, it's kind of limitless. And, uh, yeah.
2: As long as he's mad. Yeah. As long he's got something yeah, to be mad the, about. Yeah, the more, he's yeah, the more enraged he is. So, uh,
3: I mean, it's, it's, it's good that they haven't done that in the, in the movies, but, uh, it's cool to know that there's, they, they still have that kind of, that wild card to play. Or if he can get over himself.
1: (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, He's totally capable of wreck and shoot. (laughs) All right. Very nice. Um, All right. Uh, Number twos. And I already did Magneto and Scott did Magneto. But Alex, Mm -hmm. what is yours? Uh,
2: My number two is the Wolverine. Okay, Such a tortured, like, anti-hero. His design, I mean, I don't know what it was, but Wolverine is like just was very appealing to me as a kid and i think a lot of kids still you know just the design resonates for Mm -hmm. some reason the claws coming out of the hand pretending you got claws it's right up there for me with pretending i'm holding a lightsaber and swinging it around i mean not like not today but (laughs) yeah just popping out the claws and berserker barrage he's great in video games (laughs) Especially the, the, I think the really first good X-Men video game was the Wolverine game for the Nintendo. You guys didn't play that one?
3: Uh, Maybe it sounds familiar. Yeah,
2: that one was great. As all Nintendo games are, it's fucking hard, but (laughs) it's really cool. And uh, yeah, the more I learned about his backstory, it was very mysterious and the Weapon X program and how his mind got warped and he forgot a bunch of shit. And he didn't know who he was really. And then it's like, oh, the Wolverine. Oh, his real name is Logan. Turns out, nope, that's not his real name. Those are just the dog tags that he was wearing. They're not actually his. Uh, it's this whole thing. It's, it's very rich character. Plus, you know, the Logan movie. Jesus, heartbreaking. And he's Canadian. Yeah. God.
0: Goddamn. Australians
3: is- playing Canadians in our American <laughs> movies. What the fuck. <laughs>
0: Uh huh. Um, yeah. Everything. I was going to say, what you mentioned the Snicked, and we mentioned like the Iron Man sound effect So, what's like, that's Automatopoeia, right? Like, what's the best Automatopoeia in comic books? <laughs> is it Whip. Snicked or is it Thwip? Yeah, I was you could probably yeah, it do it. Thwip. Bamf, right? Yeah. yeah. From Nightcrawler. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go with the Nightcrawler,
0: Bamf. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Spidey, uh, that's my number one. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, I mean just he's just going back as a childhood, this was one of my favorite I mean he was up there with Spider Man and Batman for me and still is. Uh his backstory about Yeah, Spider
2: Man was right up there with Spider Man and Batman.
0: Sorry, Superman and Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um and, and just everything about him. His backstory about, you know, learning the values of responsibility and, and I do like in that the new universe, he is still the only one with the I uh, uh, secret identity. As far as I know, uh, these are uh, the MCU movies. Um, that's still an old school that way. I've always liked that in my movies, which I, I'd like that they got rid of it in most of these, but just having, at least having one character do it and it being him, I like just his abilities are just awesome. He looks awesome. Um, I think as we talked about with Magneto, there's been three different actors playing him, and they were all good, some better than others, but even the Andrew Garfield one I still thought was a good movie and he was fine in it. Um, So, yeah, for all those reasons, Spider-Man. And I have a feeling you guys may have a little more to say about that. So, Spidey, my number one. Mm
2: -hmm. Spider-Man, also my number one. I think I just resonated with him because he was a high school kid, you know, going through, you know, regular problems and just something extraordinary happened to him. And he was going to go down the route of, hey, let's make some money with this. Let's be famous. Let's, you know, win a wrestling competition against Bonesaw and buy a car. And, uh, yeah, he learns really quick that, uh, nope, you got you to gotta be responsible with your stuff. Everything that Uncle Ben tried to teach him and, you know, uh, I think in, in death, Uncle Ben taught him way more about how to be a, a, a responsible person that he did in life. R.I.P. Uncle Ben, a.k.a. Stanley. <laughs> yeah, and definitely, I think,
0: because this is that's a Stanley moment, right, too, and that's just yeah, bringing it all around. Alright, Scott. Uh number one is not Spider Man. Alright. Mm.
3: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh Wolverine. Um just okay. out of out of like all these people, like yeah, the 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 healing factor, like everything you guys said about Wolverine, but the, the healing factor, yeah, it's super powerful and he's got the adamantium. But for the most part, he just basically has to like wade through everything. You know, he uh He has the like like Alex mentioned the, the cool backstory. The the best part of, about um <laughs> the first Wolverine movie is in like the first minute and a half and you don't have to watch anything after that. But uh, mm. like where where him and, and Sabretooth are like fighting in every war for like the last hundred and fifty years or two hundred years. Um uh, yeah, yeah. that's all back he. back. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> but that's like all he knows. He just he knows how to fight. That's that's it. Um, and then finally get around to the Logan movie. Um, and it's funny. There, there's not really a whole lot of that kind of homespun wisdom. He he just knows that he's been around for a really long time, and he's he's tired and uh, literally sick. Um, but he he still just can't not be you know, like in survival mode. Um, you know, but he's finally able to set it all aside and and maybe give himself some peace. Um, again, this is this is Hugh Jackman. <laughs> you talk about finally giving somebody else a chance to play it. Uh, you know, there, there was, wasn't a whole lot of call for it, <laughs> as long as he was willing to come back. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens when they finally have to like have somebody else do it. it it'll be it'll be funny because uh, there was a huge outcry. This is before the internet was really a thing, but uh, as we know it today, anyway. Uh, there was a huge outcry when people learned that Hugh Jackman was going to do it. It was like, oh, this guy's six feet tall and he's he's Australian. This fucking won't work. This is terrible. And then, yeah, there's a huge outcry and then, you know, people saw it and were like, okay, we see we see it works.
1: <laughs> but now I wonder if people
3: are going to, like, cry that it's not Hugh Jackman. That's, that's going to be the next Wolverine.
0: Okay, Has, have people not cried of any casting character, casting of any yeah. comic character? This,
3: this is true, but, I mean, it it'll, it'll still be funny that, that Specifically because they're not like
0: the the Wolverine that that he brought to the screen. Mm.
2: Uh,
0: so. I mean, I can't think of anything. Maybe Ryan Reynolds as Daredevil, maybe is the <laughs> one I can think of. But other than that, like, do uh, anyway. you mean Deadpool? Sorry, I don't. How I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm much have you been drinking? Yeah. I haven't been. On, well, I'm on Sudafed. I'm sick.
2: So. Oh, there you go. <laughs>
3: also,
0: also uh, the the snack. We'll uh, <laughs> come back to Mallrats. <laughs> there you go. All right. um, That's it with our list. Uh, you guys have any honorable mentions? I just had the Hulk. He fell off my list, but you guys already yeah, talked but,
3: about ba- it. Basically, the, the whole MCU. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. They, oh, they, I made, they made Hawkman cool. Oh, Hawkman? What the fuck? They made Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye. They did. Nah, nah, did they really? They did. Yeah. They did. He, he, you, you, you know... You talk about Captain America being the heart, uh, but he's basically the heart in the in Age of Ultron.
0: That is true. So,
3: And he has the funny line about shooting uh,
0: Quicksilver in the back. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Nobody would know.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, all right. I, one last thing I just found on my notes, I forgot about it, and talking about how these comic books were tied together and how Feige's doing this. And as I was reading the... The Phoenix Saga, Um, there was, like, two panels, and I really loved it, and I could see why people got so looked at these comics. It's two panels, like, you know, this this thing takes place on Earth, but and in space, too. So, there's, there's a couple <laughs> panels where these spaceships are, like, coming toward Earth, and I don't know who these, what these were. They, were, they weren't they were sentinels, but there were some kind of... Oh, probably uh, the Cree Maybe. And... Robots. They're... And they're like reading the, like the they're scanning their computers and they're getting a readout of Amer- of Earth and they're seeing like population and stuff like this and it says, "Oh shit, we need to leave. These guys have fought off Galacticus twice. We need to get out of here." Like, like, <laughs> I was like, "What? Oh man, I need to read that. Like, that's so cool." <laughs> that is fucking <laughs> cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was really cool. That's awesome. So, um, all right, we're running a little long here. Do you have any sports news, Alex, or should we skip?
2: Uh no, our friend that lives in Vegas saw some dirt ball hockey player, but that's about it. All right. Well he is a dirt <laughs> ball himself, so there you go. Oh, he, yeah. It's true. <laughs> All right, so I'll do a quick Neam news. Time for
0: neem News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Um
3: so uh Don't talk
0: about Marvel Scott.
3: <laughs> no, I just, just just bring up one thing here, just reading this quick. Uh mm-hmm. uh <coughs> although Marvel will be involved in this, I'm sure. Oh, um yeah. Just that uh, Disney at their I don't know their their quarterly uh, financial meeting or review or whatever they they finally announced the the streaming service or at least what it would be called. Um, so it's just gonna be called Disney Plus. The plus sign, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's gonna have fucking everything that Disney's ever done and, and owns plus Fox. Like, <laughs> so the point is, if there's any like Disney related stuff. And on Netflix right now that you want to watch get it done you better fork out uh 8 to $14 mm-hmm. in uh some point in 2019
0: well I'll be doing that
3: yeah so that's basically you know if I'm in my my kind of pie in the sky thing and here I do bring it around to, to the MCU they'll they'll have some thing where if like if you buy like extra premium or whatever then you have access, like you have like limited viewings of like like a couple things, like a month or something. Like, oh yeah you you want to watch the second Infinity War? Well, here you fucking go. You paid the extra two dollars. Here you go.
2: Like instead of going to the movie theater?
3: Well, I I would have already gone to the movie theater. Right. This is and the, the they make money off of this because then you you have to be like locked in for like the year. Th- like they they incentivize it. We're like, okay, you sign up for a year, then you get this thing. And then it has to average out more than, than you going to the movie theater or mm-hmm. two or three people going to the movie theater, whatever the case is. Yeah. The point is it's going to make all the money.
0: Okay. Now, did they say yeah. – I was wondering about this. Did they say that the entire library is going to be available at once or are they are going to roll it out? So, like, I'm thinking old Disney classics, right, where they're all like, oh, now for a limited time, you could buy Cinderella and then it's gone. <sighs> they're... Or are they just going to have Snow White – Coco, and everything in between is on there, and
2: yeah, Song of the South. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or,
0: okay, maybe not that,
2: but you know. it's, it's a <laughs> yeah, so. very good. question from
3: like a like a legal standpoint. So yeah, they own the rights to some of this stuff, but maybe they don't have the like part of the deal for some of these is to be able to show whenever they want. You know, so it's a good question because I know on like Netflix, movies will come and go because they can only have it for a certain amount of time, unless it's one or of their both. own like Netflix produced things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, right, well,
0: in this case they will own it all. Yeah, yeah, so that's a good question if, for the things that they don't have like full rights to. i am is... well, not asking about that? I'm asking for stuff they do have full rights to. Okay, if they're going to do it that way. That's a good question too. If they're going yeah, to yeah, I, I, I would get it and I just go watch a bunch of movies and cancel for a few months and then come back or something or Yeah, no, I, I see what you're talking about. Well, yeah. they will they roll stuff out.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So I you know. don't know. It wasn't in that article.
3: No, the, the, this was just basically saying that they had given it a name. And they oh, did mention, like, the price point, but I don't know if that was speculative or not. Fair enough.
2: Hmm.
3: So, yeah, that's that's all I want to talk about. Uh, more <laughs> Disney and Marvel. Uh, Alex, anything you want to mention?
2: Uh, yeah, real quick, a trailer drop that looked really interesting. Oh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> more than a little psyched about. <laughs> Maybe a bit too much. But Detective Pikachu, live-action movie, and Pikachu's going to be voiced by Ryan Reynolds. It looks good. Question mark? <laughs> no, it looks good. Uh, solid story, some real danger, but it's still kid friendly. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's based off of one of the quirkier characters, which is a Pikachu, but he wears like a Sherlock Holmes hat and he solves mysteries. <laughs> I heard, I heard that that uh, Mr. Mime was in it, and he's like pure nightmare fuel. Oh hell yeah, he is. <laughs> you didn't see the? You haven't seen? No, I have no, not watched it. Yeah, he's in there. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we don't have to tell Jeff about Mister Mime.
0: Yeah, no, nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't but be I... seeing this movie.
3: <laughs> I watched the trailer. You know, J- let, 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 let me let me let me attend that for you, so. Jeff. You you won't be seeing this movie like in the theater by yourself. Sooner or later, one of, one of the kids is going to have it out, and then you are going to see it. That's mm-hmm. yeah, true. Maybe
0: <laughs> it takes a lot. All right, is that it? Yep. Yeah, Jeff. All right, anything? Uh, just quick. I've obviously I got rid of Movie Pass a while ago, but I started with the AMC one. Movie Pass. pretty. Yeah, the AMC, a stubs plus member. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it's pretty good. <laughs> and I saw Bohemian Rhapsody the other day, and I really liked it. Um, I've seen. I mean, you know, there's some, uh, some liberties taken with some of the material, but overall that was really good. Um, so I recommend it. If you definitely, if you like queen or rock in general um and that's it that's all i got so uh cool anything else all mm-hmm. right
2: uh excelsior yeah.
0: rest in peace dan thanks for listening everybody we at hans shot first would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast we would love to hear from you so feel free to contact us on facebook and twitter at hans shot first also please leave us a review on itunes
1: Actually, I was just looking at this uh, little pink number over here. Oh, yeah, that's kind of nice. They look happy, don't they? What, the bras? No, the couple. They look happy. I guess, as far as couples go. You know, it reminds me of an issue of Spider-Man I did when Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy went lingerie shopping. Of course, the Green Goblin showed up and he pumpkin-bombed the hell out of the place. But aside from that, it's pretty much the same thing. Oh, my God. Holy shit! Aren't you...? Oh, Stanley. Hi. The Fantastic Four, Reed Richards. Can his whole body stretch? I mean, every part? You know, like his... I, I know what you mean. We never really tackled stuff like that in the old days. I mean, what with the comic book code and all can't believe I'm standing here talking to you. You're responsible for the greats. Let's do the list. Spider-Man. Guilty. The Incredible Hulk. Afraid so. Oh, man, this is so cool. The X-Men. Now that you mention it. Shit, man, you are a god. Hey, look at that couple. Boy, they sure seem to be in love, huh? You know, what's with that? That's the second time you've commented on couples in love. Well, I, I like that sort of thing. Tell me, do you have a girlfriend, Brody? Had one. We just broke up. The thing. Is this dork made of orange rock like the rest of his body? (laughs) It's a superhero's secret. Tell me, Brody, uh, why did you and your girlfriend break up? She was a pain in the ass. She wanted me to be this typical boyfriend guy. Said I was too into my own world, comics and all. Yeah, I can relate. There was a time when it was all about comics for me. You know, I, I had a girl probably the same as yours. She always complained that I spent too much time with my own comics. And, uh... Eventually, we broke up. See, what did she know? Here you are now, a legend in the field. Probably had a slew of women since her, am I right? Oh, lots of women. Jagger and me, we had a running contest to see who had the most. Matter of fact, last time I looked, I was way ahead. Damn, that's hot! But I never forgot that girl. Well, did you ever get back together with her? One day, I found out she got married. I had blown it. I had uh, missed my window. Well, what'd you do? I went on with my life. I created some special new superheroes. Uh, they were characters that reflected my own heartbreak and my own regrets. How so? Dr. Doom wears body armor to conceal his own mangled form. Right? Yeah. OK. That was me beneath the armor. The Hulk. A normal guy one minute, a rage of emotions the next just like me when I thought about what I'd given up.